0: Hi, this is Carrie Mitchum. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond with your host, Stephen Brittingham. Enjoy the show. Send host Stephen Brittingham your comments and questions to Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. That is Hollywood and Beyond Show at gmail.com. Stephen looks forward to hearing from you soon.
1: Hi, this is Carrie Gonzale, actor, producer, writer, and creator
0: of StateOfSlay.com. Slay, in this case, being an acronym for Self Love, Appreciate You. State of Slay is a blog that I created documenting my journey from the darkness of depression to living in the light today and focusing on the positive. It is a safe place to encourage one another and walk together as we find empowerment and self-love. I hope you'll join me on my blog, stateofslay.com, where we walk and slay together. Slay on.
1: You can receive all the latest episodes of Hollywood and Beyond with Stephen Brittingham, delivered to your favorite listening device by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whatever happens to be your favorite podcast listening service. Don't miss out. Tune in. Hi, this is Stephen Brittingham. Welcome to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. My extra special guest today is singer Rosalind Kine, who visits me here on Hollywood and Beyond to reflect on her artistic and personal journey. Rosalind takes a look back at her remarkable singing crew.
0: Nobody can tell ya There's only one song worth singing They may try and sell ya Cause it hangs them up to see someone like you
1: But you gotta Memories of time spent together with sister, music icon Barbara Streisand. Well, hello. Look who's here. Dolly. This is Louis. Hello, Louis. Dolly. It's so nice (laughs) to have you back where you belong. I am so glad to be back. Are you looking swell? Thank you, Louis. Dolly. I can tell. Does it show? Dolly, (laughs) you still blowing, you still crowing, you still Mm, going. Her new music, which includes the powerful song Save the Country. Come on, people. Come on, children. Come on, down glory river gonna wash you up and wash you down gonna lay the devil down we're gonna lay that devil down come on people come on children there's a king at the glory river, and the precious king wants the people to say, waves in the blinking sun, saying we shall
0: overcome.
1: Rosalind will be discussing all of this and so much more. Enjoy the show! Welcome, friends and listeners, to Hollywood and Beyond Podcast, your home for meaningful and in-depth interviews. Thank you for listening. And now, your host, actor and writer, Stephen Brittingham. Hi, friends and listeners. Welcome to another episode of Hollywood and Beyond Podcast. This is your host, Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening. Going to be a great show today, so let's get right to it. My special guest today is singer Roslyn Kine. One can also add the description multi-talented entertainer. From her first appearance on the Ed Sullivan show as a teenager, to recording her own singles and albums, to sold-out performances on Broadway, Roslyn has even appeared in film and television talent runs in her family. For her sister is Barbara Streisand. The phenomenal voice behind such classics as Somewhere and Ever. Love's soft as an easy chair. Uh, as the morning oh, love that is and Barbara left her mark on cinema and outstanding performances in Hello, Dolly, A Star is Born, and Yentl, as some examples. They have often collaborated together over the years but make no mistake about it, Rosalind has left her own mark in music herself. It is clear that both sisters have beautiful voices. Rosalind is working on some new songs, many with a message behind them, such as Save the Country in Light of Love. You pulled me close so I can understand Loving is loving who I am, you're the light of love. Come shine your
0: light through the darkest night, deep
1: inside of you, waiting there to guide you through. Rosalind Kine, welcome to Hollywood and Beyond.
0: Thank you, Steve. It's so funny that you said we collaborated over the years. My sister taught me how to harmonize when I was a kid, and we sang when when I was a little girl. Um, But the first time we ever really appeared together professionally was when I was on tour with her in 2012 and 2013 when we did a family show. My nephew was on the bill, and I did the duet, like a surprise guest at the end.
1: Very nice. So the
0: first real collaboration we did professionally.
1: Gotcha. You were already collaborating, uh, you know, during the early years, so to speak.
0: Yes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was a <the> baby, anyway.
1: <laughs> well, that must have been Definitely. so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, I was very proud growing up, uh, having my sister for my sister, and uh, going through my school years. You know, she was she was a, someone great to look up to.
1: Well, it's such an honor to have you here on the show today. Uh, I really Thank admire you. and respect your uh, sister Barbara very much. And it's uh, just a, such a nice pleasure to have you here today. So I thought, Thank you. Um, well, you are most welcome. So I thought uh, we'd start off to give you an opportunity to tell us about some of these new songs that you've been working on. Uh, apparently, a new album is in the works, um, and also, like I mentioned, the songs uh, Save the Country and Light of Love. So, I'd like to give you the opportunity to describe those songs at this time.
0: Okay. Well, Save the Country was a cover of a Laura Nero written song in the 70s that was very big during the Vietnam War when the college kids were protesting, the draft and everything, and the war. Um, and I did it in a new age show that I did in the, in the nineties. It was one of the songs that I had in my show, but while I was working on, I started working on this new album last year. Um, uh, we were in the middle of it when this country was just seemed like it was going into places. I really didn't want to see it go because I'm positive I'm positive, and I want the world to be a positive place with good things, good things to pass on to the kids of the future and to the next generation and the next generation. And so, with everything that was going down politically and environmentally, environmentally, environmentally.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I,
0: environmentally. Um, I really, really wanted to express, and I felt I needed to do save the country uh, at that time. So, we put aside what we were doing at the moment, and I said, this one has to come out first. So it's basically about bringing people together, really, you know, getting rid of the hangups, the hatred, the distrust, the mistrust. You know, the bottom line to everything that I feel is that we are all connected. We all have the same color blood. We all come from the same light, the light of the universe, the light of God. However you feel comfortable expressing it, it's the same thing. God is the universe. God created God created. We are in his image. We have the blood and we have the light within us. It's how we use that light to open our hearts. And I've, I've just felt like we were being closed in with hatred and mistrust and violence. And I, I, I just, I, I can't stand that. I want peace and harmony. I've grown up being a person of peace and harmony and love. And um, so I felt that it was really important to, to express you know those things to help heal. Um, I, I did a a soul search for myself in 1984 when I didn't uh, know where I was going. Uh, my career went up and down and side to side and wherever. And I was looking for myself. I had been married for a short time and divorced. And I was like, what is you know what what is the message you Go. What are you telling me? Should I be in this? Should I not be in this? what am I doing? I need to know why I'm here. And I did a lot of reading on the new age, which made me realize this is not the last place we end up. I, um, and that led me to have a past life regression. And my past life regression took me to a lifetime of myself as a man in Lemuria, which is like the rest, the West coast version of Atlantis where I was a, a man and I was in a turban and pantaloons and sandals and I was involved in a duel over a woman's love um, and it, during the duel the woman accidentally got killed so I was told that in that I have been looking for that same for that love all the all the times I've reincarnated for all my lifetimes I've been looking for that love to find her again or him again because you know cause at that lifetime, I was a man i I passed my birth canal. I didn't see anything. I just went straight to that lifetime, and what came out of it in my in my word associations was not really one on one love but world harmony, peace, unity, love you know it was about healing, and how can I be a healer well with my music, whatever I represent, whatever I am to give of my heart and to, to help heal the world, to bring, you know, and I, and I'm very sensitive to people in my audience. I want to make them happy. I want to bring the world together. I want to bring people's hearts together. And in 1987, I I made a climb during the harmonic convergence. I heard about it. I read about it, and I wanted to be part of it. It's when the, the, all the planets uh, in the solar system aligned, and it doesn't happen often, and the alignment meant new beginnings. Uh, a lot of uh, things were going to happen. That the, the energies to change how people were dealing with life and how they saw things. Almost like when people realized that the earth. They thought the earth was flat, and they found out it was round. You know, all the differences, the real stuff that was going to come out and make changes on how we how we dealt with life. And so I made that climb at 4 o'clock in the morning with uh, a friend of mine, and there was all these groups around the mountain, different groups. And we brought in the sunrise to the chanting of the earth's vibration. Uh, Everybody's chant was different, but it was the earth's vibration, and it was the most incredible, incredible experience. And it left a mark on me. And I came out, and uh, the more I thought about it, and a few, you know, little time went by, I said I needed to write about that, and so "Light of Love" is the song I we wrote. uh, I came back with that, you know, and wanting to express the experience or what what I got out of it to share with others. And so I asked my musical director, Michael Orlando, and my friend, Judy Quay, who's also very spiritual. She and I did the lyrics and Michael did the music. And we, over many Chinese meals and fortune cookies, <laughs> we, we came together and, and wrote Light of Love. And I did it in my shows in a new age show also, uh, with with about six pieces. And then when I was going across the country on tour, I was just with piano and I did it with just piano and people loved it. But, you know, it's like funny, even when I did my new age show, it was in the early nineties and I really, and I, I actually announced it when I did a Geraldo Rivera show at that time saying, and the people were calling in because I was trying the material out, the rose tattoo here in Los Angeles at that time. And then we did the big concert at the Rainbow, the Roxy, excuse me, the Roxy on Sunset Boulevard. But I don't think it was, people were ready for that yet. You know, it expressed love of all kinds, one-on-one, one, you know, people with groups, you with the world, how we should be feeling about each other to look at things, you know, that it should come from the love vibration. And um, people weren't ready. And then when I did it on tour, everybody loved that song in the show, and they asked, they asked for it throughout the years. But now, when I'm doing my album, I said, I have "My album, look at how we're showing our, our age." And it's just, I don't even know <laughs> if it's going to be a CD because I don't know where CDs are going to be. Right now, I'm releasing That's everything true. digitally across the board. You know, like on Amazon and iTunes and CD Baby and Spotify and you know all all of the digital networks, the digital yes. sites. So. um Anyway, we wrote the song, and I, and now it's fully orchestrated, fully, with, with my Native drums in the beginning, American Indian Native drums, um, which I find very spiritual and very enlightening and uplifting. And going into the sunrise, you can almost feel it with the sun rising at the beginning, and by the time you reach the end of the song, the sun is setting but it's, it's all these, the revelation of, of love. And, um, and so that was, I'm excited about that. So I just released that one a month ago and, uh, save the country. I released last, a year ago, December, um, was it a year ago, December or last December? No, I think a year ago. I can't remember now, but once <laughs> Save the Country came out first because it was so important. I think that was earlier. Yes. And I and I released Light of Love. I have others waiting to be released, and I'm still completing the compilation. I'm still picking songs to uh, include in it. I see. Um, but the Save the Country, so that's the story of Light of Love. And that's, very, that's a definite project of my heart because it yes. came from my own experiences and my own learning, my own growth that I want to share with others.
1: Well, I appreciate you sharing it with me today. I thought that was beautiful. No. And Rosalind, mm-hmm. I should add that uh, you are making me smile, which is something you oh, said you I'm... wanted to do with an audience.
0: Yes, yes. That's what, you know, a few years ago, I mean, I and I get this reaction a lot. I just, I love to look in people's eyes and I, I make contact and I can almost, uh, God has given me a, a gift of some kind of sight that I can, I can tell when somebody's not happy or something, and I will sing more to that person or whatever. Um,
1: That's very nice. And
0: I, I just, I pick up on, um, you know, a voice or a look or whatever. I, I just, I, before I go on stage, I ask God to let me be his vessel or one of his vessels to spread his message of love and light. That people, and I said, whoever's in that audience who really needs to hear it, please let, let it reach their heart. And so the reaction I get, even when I'm doing comedy or this, that, and the other, I get, I'm inclusive with everybody. I don't just sing at people. I make them part of, of who I am, sharing my, the experience with me. And, um, and I had an elderly gentleman when I was signing autographs at that Brooklyn uh, Performing Arts Center. He came over to me and said, can I give you a hug? And I said, sure. So he gave me a big hug, and he said, who needs a doctor when we have you? <laughs>
1: There that's, you go. That, that's great. That's
0: so great. that You know, that made my heart. It filled me with so much joy that I was able to reach him, able to touch people in that way. And I seem to get that reaction from everywhere. I don't claim that it's me myself. I think it's the, the powers above working through me.
1: Well, I'm not surprised to hear this, Rosalind, because I listened to a song, ironically, just minutes before this uh, interview today, and when I learned that you sang this song, it's one of my favorites, I had to give it a listen, and you made my heart stirred and sore, and that is Can You Read My Mind. What a beautiful uh, rendition. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I, I don't know. You see, I only pick songs that I can relate to from my heart, so it's, you know, that's a God, you know, it's coming from my heart, and, and, and if you got it and it made you feel... That's what it's all about. It's all about uplifting and connecting, connecting in a positive way with with the people out there, and with our planet. And with you know, let's heal. Let's 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 become better than we are. We can.
1: I'm we all can. for I, that.
0: Believe I believe in humankind, but it's time for those angels to come out and work past that darkness to get it out.
1: Well, Rosalind. How did your interest in music actually start for you? I mean, obviously you have a a sister that, you know, went on a journey of of being being a singer and an entertainer. Mm -hmm. But how did that start for you?
0: It started for me when I I sang as a child at home. I sang as a child. Uh, And then I sang in school. You know, my sister taught me. How we used to harmonize on "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." Years, you know, years before. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I, um, but I used to, I loved I loved music, and basically, growing up, I was a I'm very much a loner. I had friends. I could count the, my friends on my hand. But I was a loner, and I used to play pretend a lot at home. And, uh, and I would create ballets to like the music of Exodus. I always loved biblical movies I, because the music was also so majestic. Yes, that's right. And it would right. always reach my heart. And I'm just very, my heart is just open. I love biblical stories. I know sometimes they're overdone by Hollywood but I
1: love them. <laughs> well, well, you know, Rosalind, um, I don't mind saying this. I was born in the 70s, but I grew up in the 80s, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, way before On Demand and all of that, or the internet. And there was a lot of biblical movies, especially in the early to mid 80s, that was often found on television, maybe over the weekend. And I was uh-huh. always fascinated with those movies because I was always you know, on the edge of my seat, waiting for the how the voice of God would sound in the movies. <laughs> and, you know, and it always just kind of really grabbed me. Uh, Any time a, a biblical film had those moments, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I they, they they always touched my soul. I love them. I I don't. I can't count on my hand how many times I saw the Ten Commandments.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, I even hear you. King of
0: Kings. I loved King of Kings, and I'm Jewish, but I you know I <laughs> it
1: was just
0: so. I, Oh God, I can't even. Oh, I, hey, I just, you can see if you want, that, go for it. it.
1: <laughs> wow, thank you, Rosalind. I mean, that was I, a treat.
0: I just it just, it just, it melts me. Biblical music, you know, the, the majestic of the Miklos Rosas of the time, yes. and, and all, I mean, oh my God, I just, it's a passion for me. So whenever they're on at the holiday season, I have to watch them over and over.
1: Well, do you mind, Rosalind, yes. if I ask you about uh, when you worked with Barbara on some film projects? I was very uh, intrigued by that. And no,
0: what- I just did little parts in her movie, sweetie. I was like an extra.
1: Well, that would be pretty cool to be an extra in her film. (laughs) You
0: know, I I, I actually read to have a role in um, Star is Born, but uh, Diane Crittenden, who was the casting director, read me seven different ways for this Mm. one particular character. It was one that was going to be in the car with my sister. And with John Norman at the same, you know, in, in the same scene. And she just said, you it's great, but you, you're you too much alike. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't believe you as, enough, as being this other person who, by the way, was a drug addict. <laughs>
1: oh, my. And this was uh, yeah, in A Star is Born?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so... Um, so she was like she was coming and offering, "Hey, I can do you too," you know. But it was, she said, "The two of you are just too alike," you know. So it's I too did obvious. like an extra role, huh?
1: I said, "It's too obvious. You two are just too much alike." And it's <laughs> like it was
0: so it was so weird, you know. But um, but I think that's actually I, a couple of movies I did, and then when she did um, her television special, uh, Bella Fourteenth Street, I was one of the dressed-up audience from that era. From the 1800s, oh, um,
1: wow. but I
0: was in the audience. I really didn't do anything humongous with her. Right. The biggest thing we've Just... done together for me was uh, was the tour in 2012 and 2013. Because you know, I really felt like I needed to do my own thing and to get recognition in my own right, knowing that hey, when my sister is who she is, that's always going to be there. That's that's who I am. That's that's my big sister. You know, but I needed to make my own way. My own way. Sure. So um, that that would be very important. And as I did my journey, and I really came to you know, you go through the uh, the ups and downs in show business. You you the people that come into your life that aren't the right people, you know, and you have to get rid of them or whatever. They're not good for you. But all life, every day, is a new lesson, and hopefully, you get better from the lessons. You don't go backwards. You get better, not bitter. And so I, you know, in my growth, in my path to growing as a human being, um, I really felt that I, I had to come into my own on my own, for the reasons God wanted me here, the reason He was He put me here. My search was what, which is to heal. So I look at my life now. It's not like I have to become a major, big. Star, that's not going to happen. I'm in my later years and everything, but that's not. But as I got older to that certain point in the 80s, then I realized why I'm here. I'm here to heal. It's not for myself, it's what my music can do to uplift people's hearts.
1: Wow, that's beautiful. That That's very meaningful. Uh, very meaningful. I want to say I admire and respect that approach so much. I am thinking, though, did you, so years ago, Rosalind? Mm-hmm. Did you feel, uh, I know that Barbara would never want you to feel this way, I, I have no problem saying that, but did you personally feel any pressure being Barbara's sister? Did that ever impact you, like, I have to keep measuring myself, or was that not really an issue for you?
0: I, you know, I, I myself didn't compare myself to my sister. My sister is my sister. She's a legend. She's an icon. And that's what we're talking about. When I got started, she wasn't that icon yet that she is yes. today. Gotcha. But she still was ahead of me by eleven years in the business, or eight years, whatever. And I was beginning. And what what got me is, I mean, I had the singing, and I wanted to use it. I mean, when I was still in school, in grade school, I thought I was going to be a math teacher. But you know, it changes. Oh, wow. <laughs> So, um, I'm glad that didn't happen. It basically, I really, I didn't feel that, but the people that were, were writing about me, put me in that position, they would compare, they would compare me to her with all the experience. And I said, you know, if you could compare me on the same level at that time, at that age, at the beginnings of your career, that's one thing, but to compare me to the star she is now, is kind of unfair. And I really, there's a lot of times the press did negative stuff that caused problems. And, you know, it's like, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to go there to cause troubles? My sister is my sister. And, you know, you can't take away who and what she is and what she represents. And I'm me. And although we have a lot of similarities, because that's what you call genes, (laughs) G-E-N-E-S. It's not, you know, because some people wrote about me that I'm copying her. And, you know, those were the days gone by. And that's not it at all. It's not it at all. But, you know, what they would say about their own people, oh, I'm just like my sister. Like didn't, where I was concerned with my sister, I was copying or I was this, and that's not the case. We're very different people. But we're sisters and our genes make us similar in a lot of ways.
1: That was well said, and I really want to say thank you for sharing all of these things with me today. How can folks learn more about you, Rosalind, if they want to start listening to some of your music or just learn more about you as a as a person and a singer?
0: They can visit my webpage, which is Roslyn R O S L Y N Kind K I N D um, dot com. I'm also on Facebook. I have an official page on Facebook where they can also, you know, talk to other people there or you know, make comments to me or ask a question or whatever. And I'm also on Instagram. So Very I nice. post on there. You know, I'm not I'm not really technologically inclined, so I'm behind <laughs> the times and if there's anybody out there that can help me.
1: <laughs> well send I them my way too.
0: I'm of the previous generation, so I really—it's so oh my—it's so foreign to me, and I get so <laughs> frustrated when I can't do it. <laughs> but I I'm understand. trying my best, everybody out there, and I just really hope that you know everybody will check in with my music and um, and we're going to be putting out songs all along. I have three more waiting to come out, and then I'm going to start working on some others. We're just finishing up a, a mix of the last song we did, which is a cover. Of um, the Isley Brothers, Harvest for the World.
1: Oh, very nice. Um,
0: and then a couple, uh, my eleven o'clock number from my show, which is a Jerry Herman um, medley of two songs. Uh, it only takes a moment, and Kiss Her Now from two different shows, and uh, a very sensual Look of Love into the Island. So there are message songs for the healing of the world, and there are messages of just love
1: love messages of love and that's one of my favorite messages of all and i just want to say <laughs> i want to say thank you for being such a delightful guest and i enjoyed speaking with you and please come back down the road most definitely
0: any time we'll call you or you call us and when the next one comes out we'll let you know
1: <laughs> and i also hope i get to see you perform in person one day that would be a very big treat
0: you're in cincinnati
1: i sure am
0: Ah, very interesting. I think where is is that where the college is? Ohio
1: State. Uh, Ohio State would be up near Columbus.
0: Oh, Cleveland is that where Uh, Columbus? Yeah, Yeah, Cleveland would be at the top. Yeah, uh, that's uh, the the last time I was. I was in Columbus the last time I was in Ohio, and I I visited an Alzheimer's facility and sang with the patients and the rabbi there, and did a show for for the family members later in the evening. Uh, nice. My mom had Alzheimer's, so I was very sensitive to that, and I knew that music meant a lot.
1: I see. Well, it meant a
0: lot. So that's the last time I was in Ohio.
1: Well, I hope you can make it but to can- uh, Cincinnati. It, it's a city that loves music, yeah. I can tell you that much.
0: That's great. Well, who doesn't? You know, music <laughs> is the universal. That's the universal connector, is music. I don't care what language. Music connects us all to the heart. And to each other.
1: It sure does, and and thanks again, Rosalind. Uh, this was um, a, a lot of fun, and and I had a, a, just a, a, a delightful time speaking with you today.
0: Thank you. Same here, Steve. Can you read my mind? Do you know what it is you do to me?
1: know who you are just a friend
0: from another star
1: here I am like a kid out of school holding hands with a god or a fool will you look at me Like a little girl shivering,
0: you can see right through me. Can you read my mind? Can you picture the things I'm thinking of? Wondering why you are All the wonderful things you are You can fly, you
1: belong to the stars
0: Beyond Podcast, created, produced, and hosted by actor and writer Stephen Brittingham. Thank you for listening.